Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'll buy the drug, I'll get rid of the R&D, and I'll jack up the price of the drug. That was the business model. Welcome to episode 53 of The Great Fail, a podcast that examines the greatest success stories and their spectacular fails. What led to the demise of the most prolific people, brands, and companies. I am your host, Deborah Chen, and this week we'll be looking at Valiant Pharmaceuticals. It was April 2014, a somewhat ordinary day for David Pyatt, the CEO of Allergen. That is, until his eyes glanced over at the television screen in his office. He was religiously dialed into the financial news channel CNBC. There, on the big screen, was billionaire hedge fund manager and activist investor Bill Ackman. Ackman had, over the several months prior, discreetly purchased 9.7% of Allergen shares, making him Piat's largest single shareholder. On this day, Ackman was using his airtime to announce a move to financially back a $47 billion cash and stock offer for Allergen. Its acquirer was none other than the infamous and extremely controversial pharmaceutical company, Valiant. During the segment, Ackman called for Wall Street support, saying that the acquisition of Allergen, the company behind Botox, would be a game changer and bring in additional revenue that would make Valiant a behemoth in the industry. And with their combined sales, Valiant would be a leader in ophthalmology, dermatology, aesthetics, the dental market, and bring extremely high returns to shareholder value. Payat could feel the heat in his face, his fists clenched. He was certain this was not the acquisition he wanted to make. He needed to call a board meeting immediately because they were about to prepare for the biggest fight of their lives against Valiant's hostile takeover. Welcome to the story of Valiant Pharmaceuticals. From conquering markets through hostile takeovers to death by poison pills. (laughs) 
I've heard so much about Valiant over the years and was really excited to cover this company for several reasons. First, this was one of the hottest pharma stocks around 2013 to 2015. Second, it seemed that their CEO, Michael Pearson, had a very unorthodox way of approaching the business. And then third, this was a case study on ethics and morality as it relates to the healthcare industry. We all know from the infamous cases like the EpiPen trial that some pharmaceutical companies hike up drug prices to reap financial benefits, and Valiant was no different. Those hikes prevented people from accessing treatments when they desperately needed it. And then throw in doctors, private practices, insurance, billing, and Wall Street investors, and you have a hodgepodge of complexities and misguided ambitions within an industry that's ripe for a high return on investment. In managing a company and its profits, straddling between the two spheres of maximizing shareholder value and increasing wealth for investors versus providing something for the greater good, to me has always been a fascinating discussion. Are they mutually exclusive and do they need to be? Unless you're a biotech investor or really into following pharma companies, Valiant may be a name that slipped under your radar. But the story, one of a company making wildly different moves than its competitors until it eventually flamed out. Well, that's one we've all heard before. If you're somebody who really paid attention to the pharmaceutical industry, which I did as a columnist, Valiant was was on your radar screen for quite a while. It very simply had had a it had a radically different business model from most pharmaceutical companies, and it was clearly more interested in rewarding shareholders than in helping patients, which was one of the main reasons why it got so much attention. This is Joe Nocera, a longtime business columnist for Fortune Magazine, The New York Times, and Bloomberg. And his interest in Valiant focused on just how aggressive the company had been in their approach to the investment and healthcare world. But before we get into all of that, we need to understand a bit more about what kind of company Valiant was and who was behind it. Back in 1959, Serbian-American businessman Milan Ponić founded ICN Pharmaceuticals. The business started from his garage and grew so successful that it would later become a $600 million enterprise and listed on the New York Stock Exchange. Under Ponić's helm for almost 50 years, the company produced and manufactured branded and generic drugs for skin diseases, neurology, gastrointestinal disorders and eye health. But he began struggling when Ponage took a leave of absence to serve as the prime minister of Yugoslavia. And upon his return, he realized he had less control of the company than he'd like. So it switched hands a few times and then in 2003, changed its name to Valiant Pharmaceuticals. But it would be in 2008 when J. Michael Pearson took the helm as CEO and really put the company in high gear. Pearson came from the global management consulting firm McKinsey & Company, and having spent 23 years there, he understood what it meant to drive long-term shareholder value, and more importantly, had better insight than the average executive on acquisition strategies. 
On the exterior, he was nothing like what a typical pharma exec would look like. He wasn't super well-dressed or polished. In fact, he was rather blunt and had a disarming sense of humor that painted him as a bit of an outcast. And you know what? It worked. Wall Street loved him primarily because he knew how to speak to them with words like cash returns and profitability. Pearson's sole focus was on making money and his strategy was just as simple as it was aggressive. He grew the company by acquiring smaller companies, by trimming their staff, cutting their expenses, and thereby fattening the pockets of his investors. It was like a three-pronged strategy. Valiant was known less for its products than for the way it did business. So it did three things that set it apart. The first thing it did was its, its main way of growing the business was by buying other companies usually relatively small, although as Valiant got bigger, the deals had to be bigger too in order to keep the the stock price going up and so on. Valiant grew by way of acquisition, buy, 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 allowing them to leapfrog into a much more established company. In my earlier days of learning how the markets work, I discovered that smaller, lesser known companies can still acquire ones greater than themselves, so long as they have the capital and means to do so. And so, with the right funding in place, Valiant just started sucking up all these other pharmaceutical companies in the space as part of their growth strategy. And investment bankers were giddy as they collected on their transaction fees, and the stocks continued to soar with each one of these acquisitions. The second thing it did was the minute it bought these companies, it would jack up the price of their drugs. So it often bought companies that had very niche drugs that had not all that many users. And it would take the price from, you know, $100 a month to $20,000 a month. And it would do this in the space of, uh, you know, three or four months, very, very quickly. Though it was a very controversial part of Valiant's business, the price hikes on its drugs was what was driving the revenues, and it hit impressive heights for the stock price. In 2014 and 2015, the company increased the prices on 147 drugs by an average of about 76%. And then the third thing it did was it would got the research and development offices of whatever company it bought. The CEO of the company, Michael Paulson, didn't really believe that research and development would put money in the pockets of shareholders, so he didn't really believe in it and he would get rid of it. And his idea was, I'll let some other company do the R&D, I'll buy the the drug, I'll get rid of the R&D, and I'll jack up the price of the drug. That was the business model. Now, traditionally, pharmaceutical companies typically spend about 15 to 25 percent of their revenues in research and development. For healthcare companies, R&D is important. It spurs innovation, allows for companies to do more research on their drugs, to refine them and improve them. And as you can imagine, it's often very difficult to measure how and what the return on investments is for R&D. 
But regardless, it's a vital piece and crucial to the success of well-established pharma companies. But in this case, Pearson saw a loophole around that and sought to eradicate R&D spending altogether, along with the acquisitions of its targets. Rather than gamble the possibility of innovation from an R&D team, he thought he could just outright buy new products, and he was certain that he could make profits from them. Pearson argued that the returns on R&D were too low and too unpredictable, so he invested pretty much nothing on this, sometimes barely 3% of sales. But a lot of his supporters thought he was a genius. Some even put him on the same level as Warren Buffett. In fact, during his tenure, Pearson saw his stock rise more than 4,000%. And by 2015, Valiant surpassed RBC as Canada's largest company by market value, with the stock valued at about $330 per share. Valiant was a lean, mean, well-oiled machine, or so it seemed. It had a good run with Wall Street for a few years, but it wouldn't be long before it encountered a critical malfunction. Each company Valiant acquired and stripped of its essential operations had removed crucial pieces of its corporate mechanics. And very quickly, these new acquisitions were no longer firing on all cylinders. Many large pharmaceutical companies, Pfizer, Merck, you name it, They buy smaller companies that have a drug that Pfizer or Merck thinks they can market and make a lot of money from. That is not uncommon. What is uncommon is building your whole company by doing nothing but buying one company after another, after another, after another, after another, jacking up the price of the drug, which may not even be an innovative drug, uh, which is what the Pfizer's of the world usually look for, and eliminating the R&D. That is unusual. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. The drug price hikes would eventually elicit congressional scrutiny for, quote, too drastically increasing the price on several critical medicines. During that time, Valiant had already started making enemies everywhere. People realized that not long after Valiant acquired these medicines, they would impose these predatory prices on medication almost overnight. Insurance companies, doctors, patients who could no longer afford treatment fought against these price hikes. 
Though this was a means of increasing the company's sales numbers, it was pissing off just about everyone and doing more harm than good, including damaging the reputation of the pharma companies themselves. Although many of the drugs were mostly unheard of, Valiant came under fire when it jacked up two of its life-saving heart treatments. One by over 500% and the other by over 200% on the same day they acquired it. The hard, cold fact about drug pricing in America is that you can raise the price however much you want as a company, and there's nothing illegal about it. Now, most companies try to keep this moderately under control. They raise the price 8 or 9 or 10 percent. They usually do it on January 1 or the first week of January. But they were outliers. One was Martin Shkreli, who became the infamous, you know, pharma bro, who bought a small company that had one life-saving drug, immediately, uh, you know, dramatically hiked the price, and he sort of became the poster boy for this because he was being condemned in the Senate, being condemned by people who took the drug. It was maybe great business, but it was, in terms of public policy or in terms of, you know, caring about patients, it was terrible. Now, Valiant was doing the same thing Although they, he was, Michael Pearson wasn't as nakedly outspoken about it as, as Kelly, but he was doing the exact same thing. And if your goal as a pharma company is to help people, to help make them better, this is a pretty awful practice, even though everybody does it to some degree or other now. Valiant did it much more aggressively, and kind of after Kelly got called out and written about, People started to focus on Valiant because it was doing the exact same thing and really it was doing it far more extensively than Kelly. And so all of a sudden, Senate committees are looking are looking at Valiant and people are writing about Valiant and there are all sorts of articles about Valiant. And then Valiant tried to do the biggest deal of its existence and it backfired spectacularly and began its downfall. It was the deal with Allergen that really brought the machine to a grinding halt. When you're in the business of rolling up other companies, as it's called, you have to keep rolling up bigger and bigger and bigger companies because otherwise you don't get the growth that you need to impress Wall Street and the stock won't go up. So Valiant decided it would take on a company called Allergen which was a very large company with, a, with a, almost a $40 billion market cap. And the CEO of Allergen, his name was David Pyatt, was adamantly, adamantly opposed to being bought by Valiant because he just thought it was, you know, he didn't really care what it did for shareholders. He just thought they were, they were, they were unethical and their business practices harmed patients. And the argument he made to the public and to the shareholders was, you know, this guy will rape and pillage our company and he will make shareholders money, but he's bad for American pharmaceutical industry and he's bad for American medicine and he's bad for patients. And in addition, because Valiant didn't really have the money to make a straight on offer for Allergen, he enlisted the help of, of Ackman to kind of be his co-partner in the deal. And there were a lot of squirrely things about the way they set that up. 
And there were a lot of people who felt that it was highly unethical for Ackman to be playing this role when he's supposed to be an outside investor. And so that also created enormous controversy around this deal. In a rebuttal toward the takeover deal, Allergen publicly stated that this would undervalue the company's worth and pose significant risk to their shareholders, knowing full well that the intent would be to take its drug and strip the rest of the company to scraps. Allergen took up a poison pill plan, a defense plan that would allow its shareholders to buy large amounts of shares at a significant discount. Meaning, if anyone from that sale were to obtain 10% of the company, it would make a hostile takeover prohibitively expensive, hoping to thwart Ackman's plans. So, ultimately, Allergen won. It got bought, it found a white knight, as they call it in the trade, and it made a deal that Valiant couldn't match. And what had really happened here is that eyes had been opened about Valiant. And investors suddenly understood that this was a highly controversial company that, in addition to being highly controversial, it was going to have an enormous problem buying larger companies now because of the way Allergen had pushed back and had won. They could envision that anytime Valiant tried to buy another company like that, the same thing would happen. So all of a sudden, uh-huh, the stock starts to fall. In the end, Piot won by finding a generic pharma company called Activist, based in Ireland, to outbid Valiant. And when Valiant was so publicly defeated, it made investors question whether the buy and strip model was going to ever work for the company again. In 2015, due to several controversies surrounding its drug price hike, along with how the company was distributing their drugs, the SEC investigated Valiant. This caused its stock price to plummet more than 90% from its peak. During that time, the company's debt had exceeded $30 billion. The following year, Pearson was ousted and replaced by a new CEO, Joseph C. Papa. Today, Valiant has rebranded itself with a new name, Bosch Health Companies. Valiant outlines a perspective for us to consider that if companies are out to make money for their shareholders, to what extent should we compromise other factors? Is the greater good allowed to be sacrificed for shareholder profits? And it raises fundamental issues of how our healthcare system operates and how we process ethics and morality as it relates to the sum of the whole. The answers are not easy, and this has been a balancing act, a debate that's been going on since people found out they could make money. Perhaps it's easy to avoid thinking too hard about it unless you find yourself as one of the 7 million Americans who require daily insulin, which increased in price 262% from 2007 to 2018. To me, the big lesson is that maximizing shareholder value leads a lot of companies astray 
and also leads the society astray. And it's not just in pharmaceuticals, and it's all kinds of things. Look at Boeing. Boeing was trying to maximize shareholder value, so they cut corners on its new plane, and 350 people died in two airplane crashes. That happens all the time, not quite as dramatically as that. But the point is that there used to be in American business values beyond shareholder value, commitments to communities, commitments to employees, commitments to customers, commitments to patients. And Valiant is an extreme example of a company that, that didn't believe in any of those values except the value to shareholders. And what happened to it is fundamentally the result of that commitment to shareholders at the expense of everybody else. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Special thanks to Joe Nocera for his contributions to this episode and sharing his commentary on what led to the downfall of Valiant Pharmaceuticals. And thank you for tuning in this week to The Great Fail, a program that spotlights some of the most infamous case studies of failed businesses, brands, and ideas, and goes beyond that to garner lessons and wisdom so that we all can learn from the greatest mistakes. The Great Fail is part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. The research on each episode is extensive, but none of these episodes would be possible without the tireless efforts of researchers, writers, and reporters. They are all credited on thegreatfail.com under our show notes. Connect with us at The Great Fail on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that we can continue bringing you more episodes. And remember, with great failure comes great liability. Bye, bye.